Welcome to Was It Good? We just finished Stranger Things Season 3, a show about screaming children and exploding rats. I'm your host, Ravi, joined by my two brothers, Christian and Arjuna. We're discussing what Eleven has been up to, what the Russians have to do with this new season, and answering the age-old question, was it good? This podcast will have spoilers relating to Stranger Things Season 3. And 4. I mean... (laughs) I don't, I'm just going to start with that hot take right off the bat. I don't know if I care for a season four, to be quite honest. Holy shit. That's how we're starting this. Ravi comes out, guns a-blazing. Fire everywhere. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Ravi. I know, that's kind of intense, right? We didn't even intense. get into our one-word impression, and you just went straight to... Hot take. Fuck season four. Fuck season four. Because season three was so perfect. Yeah. I'm not... I'm, I will get to that point later as to where that statement came from, but... As Christian just said, our one-word impression, we love to kick these podcasts off by kind of going around the room or the square table and asking each of ourselves how you would sum up the season, movie, TV show in one word. Mm. Arjuna, you are the youngest and smallest person I know. (laughs) Let's start with you. You make him sound like he's, <laughs> he's like I, two inches tall. What am I, a the hobbit? Smallest person I know. What I'm gonna fuck? go with the uh, I'm gonna go with electrifying was wow. my one word. Uh for uh, multiple reasons. First of all, I'm gonna go electrifying because it's nineteen eighty five. There's a lot of electrical themes. Uh Back to the Future. Uh you know, the eighties being a lot of neon lights, very electrical. Uh there being elevator shafts, electrical. What a lot of electricity fuck? in this nope, one. Nope, nope, nope. So I'm, gonna go I'm not giving you the uh, elevator shaft as electrical. Electrical. Is it electrifying or electrical? Electrifying. Electrifying. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a nice word. A electrifying word. is Definitely my word. Definitely feels 80s. Uh, and it, 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 well, this, I felt like this season, even more of any seasons of one, 1 and 2 of Stranger Things, felt very 80s. Uh, and I felt it really leaned into the aesthetic. And it was... Probably because we watched um, all the episodes pretty much back to back, but it felt very fast paced, very electrifying, and uh, I think the season only takes place over four days. I yeah. think it, it starts off right bo- like June thirtieth, July first, and ends on July fourth. Um, besides the little time jump we get at the end, that's true. Jim. And the time jump before three months into the future, one year in the past. So, but I would I would say it was uh, electrifying. Electrifying. Okay, I like it. I like that. Krishna, would it? How would you? I mean, no matter what, your one word is probably gonna be terrible compared to electrifying. So, but go ahead, please try. My one word will be puberty, because <laughs> there was a lot of puberty in this movie. It's a TV show. TV show. Yes, yes. It reminded me a lot of uh, watching Harry Potter movies. You know, you watch the uh, the kids grow up, and um, they went through. I think it was like the third and fourth movies, maybe the fifth movie as well. Like that awkward. Voices deepening, the limbs are too long for the body, the awkward haircuts, the stammering, the zits, just the ugly early teenage years. And there was a lot of that in season three. They are right, they are right in Harry Potter. Harry Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. (laughs) Harry Potter. Harry Potter. (laughs) Uh, They're right in that, you know. The wheelhouse of those awkward uh, movies. I believe Lucas actually makes a comment about Azit on Max early in the season. He does. Where he got sprayed in the face. Yeah. And then she's like, can you see better? And he's like, is that, is that a new Zit? <laughs> yeah. That was messed up. Oh, it was up. great. There you go. But, uh, so, yeah. My word and word is, is puberty. Puberty. Not pubes. 
puberty. Not pubes. Oh, oh my. Wow. This podcast is already off the off the rails. Uh, so for my one word impression, I'm going to go with bloody. Mm. Like bloody hell? Like bloody hell. Like you and know. the reason I'm going to go with bloody is very simple, actually. It's because there was a lot of blood. A lot of... Um, it was gory. It was very gory. Right in the episode one, we had exploding rats just kind of keeling over and then turning into goo. We had human beings turning into goo and combining to create the gigantic, gross-looking monster. Mm. Um, it was... Yeah, there was a lot of blood. Even in that after credit scene at the very end, that room that they threw the Russian guy in, there was a lot of blood. <laughs> so... Yes. I, I mean, if you are, for those that are listening, you can also tune in when we go live uh, on our podcast at Was It Good on Twitter. And, and you can actually see our set, and we actually have a nice red, bloody theme going. We do. Uh, Christian and I really went into it and wore red t shirts. Uh, Arjuna, for some reason, thought, you know what? I'm just going to be a brat and wear black. I was channeling my inner 11 from season two when she goes through her emo phase. Well, we're not in season two. All black. We just watched and, season three. Uh, why don't you just shut the fuck up? <laughs> well, you ruined it, Juno. Uh, so speaking of speaking of ruining things, uh, our <laughs> sentence, our one-word impression sentence is electrifying bloody puberty. Oh, my God. <laughs> or bloody electrifying puberty, Yeah, which might work it. a little bit Or better. puberty bloody electrifying. No, electrifying bloody puberty <laughs> just sounds, that's just, I mean, for everyone who is who's a human being who's gone through puberty, pretty, you can definitely uh, probably feel at times like that. You're welcome, everyone. If I hadn't said puberty, it wouldn't have worked. It's true. I believe both sentences or the last few sentences from the last few podcasts have hinged on your word. So before we get into our next section here, what happened, um, Netflix does this really cool thing, especially with their original series, where they have a recap of the last season, sometimes other seasons if they're kind of like prominent things. And those things are usually very, very helpful. They're usually a little bit longer than like a traditional one, two-minute recap, sometimes like five, six minutes. And we obviously watched the season two recap, and um, both of you probably know where I'm going with this. What was the big piece missing of the season two recap? Would anyone like to remind the audience of what happened in season two? Eleven's entire plot. Correct. Well, it was <laughs> it was the much maligned, uh, much discussed season two episode of which is felt like a backdoor pilot into a spinoff yep. of Eleven and her like likened powered friends. Uh, you know, going around and wreaking havoc and becoming a gang, which was completely absent because the episode had no bearing on anything. Had no yeah. bearing on anything. So on the plot. In, and they made a conscious decision going into season three. In that recap, that recap set up perfectly where there was this entire other group of enhanced humans. They exist. It wasn't in the recap. And then season three... There's no mention of them there either. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. Yep. It's almost as if that entire plot never happened. Which, you know, it happens in TV shows, though. There are there are plots that work and plots that don't. And mm-hmm. I think the the creators, the Duffer brothers, heard the feedback, knew that it wasn't very popular. It wasn't a very well-done episode. And I think they just kind of moved on. Like, they told the story they wanted to within that. It, it made it helped Eleven develop in the way they wanted to within that season, and then you don't really need to go back to it if it wasn't, it didn't work. There's also two more seasons coming out, which means never say never. And there could still be the spinoff. Oh, God. You never Wait, know. there's a spinoff in the works? No, there's no spinoff oh. uh, officially in the works, but, uh, you know, I, I think 
you know, like take HBO and Game of Thrones. When you have a popular franchise, you're going to keep it going as long as possible. And the rumor is that there's only one or two seasons max left of Stranger Things with the current cast. Mm -hmm. But you know Netflix is going to want to continue the franchise on some way, uh, in some way, shape, or form. And spinoffs make sense, continuations, time jumps, prequels, you name it. Multi-universal dimensional things. Sure. Movies. Who knows? So much. Too much already. So jumping into what happened, the section where Arjuna, the producer, tells us through his eyes and writing... This is a lot. What happened? This is a lot. I may, to sprint I'm this. just going to run through it real quick. What so. about the grading rubric? No, it's going to take Where too long. Where it is too long. So, <laughs> what happened in Stranger Things Season 3, according to Arjuna Ramgopal? <clears throat> Here we go. Summer love. Dustin returns, but everyone hates him. Intern- interning sucks. Yes, it does. Hopper, uptight dad. Magnets, oh my god. The Red Ranger becomes a rat. Eleven and Max become besties. Russians live under the mall. Yes, they do. Dustin and Ice Cream Girl team up with Steve and his co-worker. Mike gets his ass dumped. Will gets goosebumps. The mayor's working with Russians. Oh, look, a Russian friend. Back to the insane hermit man from season two. Ellen Max discover Billy is evil. Ellen Max link up with the press boys. Hot tub time. Wait, when was there a hot tub? There wasn't. It was the steaming room. Oh, okay, <laughs> wow. okay. That that threw me for a loop. Unbelievable. Anyway, jumping back, the intern story links up with the kids with hospital story. Eleven discovers mind flare flares plan battle. Ooh, leg guts. Hopper and Juris go to the fair. Terminator. Smirnoff dies. Steve falls in love with a lesbian. <laughs> ice cream girl. Forget about her. All the kids go to the mall. Real quick, when you're referring to the ice cream girl, are you referring to the Robin character? No. No, the ice cream girl I'm referring to is... Uh, Lucas's sister? Lucas's sister. Who's gotcha. Name I, forget. The I said forgot about her. Ice cream girl forgot about her. Yeah. All the kids go to the mall. The final battle. Sing off. Billy and Hopper die. Hopper's goodbye letter. Moving on out. Nick Fury starts the Avengers. I didn't get that last one. Yeah, that it's an after like credit scene. The quintessential after credit scene is Nick Fury with the Avengers Initiative. There's an after credit scene with this show. Oh dear, it's a reference. It's two out there. God. Now, for our audience listening to this podcast, obviously, um, the there are two things I want to bring up. So, in terms of timelines of of stuff, season three of Stranger Things, they took. 2018 off yes right so they waited a good chunk of time to then start filming and then they released season three here july 4th 2019 right season two came out right around uh halloween of 2017 wow i was basically a different human being because scientifically all your dna or, or cells or something change no i guess that's every seven years seven years never mind uh I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Maybe emotionally I was a different person? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> this isn't my therapy session. Um, yeah, so this came out July 4th, 2019. It's been some time since we've seen Stranger Things on the internet. Season 2 was eh. Uh, this comes out. Um, the entire story for this season, uh, the ju- chunk of it, obviously, from episode 1 to episode 8, and then obviously there's that three-month period at the end. 
But the majority of this takes place roughly from it looks like June thirtieth to July fourth. So yeah, of course, June, about five, four or five days. Yeah, about about four or five days. This was eight episodes, and the three of us binged it in less than twenty four hours. We did. Yes. What's wrong with us? Uh, <laughs> we were just so into it. I guess <laughs> it was so exciting. We were on the edge of our seats. I will say this: like last night, watching it every episode, the pacing was actually very, very well done. Yep. I was concerned because Netflix has a real freaking problem in the middle chunk of any season. Um, it gets boring. It just becomes you know somewhat tedious. I didn't feel like this had that problem. I felt like the problem was actually the last two episodes. Oh, for me, it was the first two episodes. Really? I thought the beginning was very boring. Uh, you know, I just felt like... The, you're, you're referring to the um, Summer Love, Dustin Returns, and Everyone Hates Him. Yeah. Gotcha. It was just slow. The first, yeah, it takes a little while to get into, yeah. in, in terms of them to get to the plot, right? Yeah. I, I, so my biggest... Um, the, the thing that I didn't like was the was the... Consistent groupings. I I missed that. Like Dustin didn't interact with the rest of the kids for most of the season. I missed that. You know that uh, Steve was away from everybody else for most of the season. Like you, you certainly had your established groups, right? And they were all like they're isolated the full season. Yeah. Um, and I kind of missed having different characters teaming up instead of just the same consistent team-ups we've seen really in the first two seasons. Well, did we see Dustin and Steve like this intense? Season two. Season two, we saw it a little bit towards the end, but then they've added new dynamics. Like sure. adding Lucas's sister, yeah. sure. I thought was really, really cool. It was yeah. hilarious. Adding, adding Robin as well. Sure. And that is its own gigantic piece that we'll definitely get to in a minute. Um but it changed it up a little bit. It changed it up a little, but I think I just I just wish it wasn't all of that. Like I wish it had been I wish we had seen some of like Steve I wish we had would have seen like Steve with Will's older brother, whose name I'm forgetting. Steve with Will's older brother. Why? Oh, Will's older Joyce's brother. older oldest son. Cuz they got they fought. They had some They angst. fought. They had some season 1 stuff, but like I don't know, like just But it doesn't It's say, a small town and sure, there's different pairings. But it doesn't make sense logically. Does it make sense logically that Dustin and Steve keep hanging out? When it's like, well, a, they've established that they've established a relationship, yeah. and sure. A rapport. And the whole reason he went to Steve um, was because he's a friend, right? Right. And then Steve, obviously, he looks at Steve as someone he can talk to because clearly he was having issues with his other friends, which was established in season in the first episode, right? He felt that his friends had abandoned him, didn't care so much sure. about him because they all gone with their girlfriends. Sure. So I think from a logical standpoint, yes, I think it makes sense that they're splitting up because. The big theme, and the, I think the thing about Stranger Things that everyone kind of likes, is that it is childhood, it's growing up. You're not going to be with this, your same three or four pals consistently. Sure. You're going to get girlfriends, you're going to have these different dynamics. Sure. Pressures of life. I wish we had seen a little bit, a little more, a little, I wish we had seen, seen more different dynamics. Like they crossovers. Did, they did some nice ones, right? Eleven and Max fixed the big issue of season two where... People had a lot of issues with them pitting female characters against each other. Uh, Did they, they? Yes, that was a big issue. A lot of people had a big issue with Eleven and Max just hating each other because because of boys, essentially. Mm-hmm. If you remember, there was a, a, a piece where Max might like uh, Mike. <laughs> might like Mike. <laughs> and then Eleven had an issue with that and like trips her at one point, and they, they don't like each other. Right. Uh, and I, they fixed that with this season, like putting those two characters together. I just, I just wish they had done a little bit more diversity. Like I felt like 
cool. We got the Steve and Dustin stuff in season two. I didn't necessarily need more of that in season three. Cool. Like, you know, we got, you, you know what I mean? Like we got more, we got more like Joyce and Hopper. Cool. Like that's been going on for two plus seasons and we'll get into that as we said. And I don't know. It's just, it's a nitpick, but like, I just, you know, for season four, I want to see more diversity. I want to see more different groups. And So can we argue then that you right here are ranting about your rants? Relationships are gross and why do children grow up? Yes. Because Why do children grow because up? Because these are, like, based on what we're seeing in the show where, you know, these characters are branching out, having new relationships. I think these hit your, your two points perfectly. They do. And, uh, like, one one thing that I thought found really interesting that I wish they had gone with a little bit more was Will still kind of being stuck as, like, a little kid, like, wanting to play D&D. Um, By the way, um, what little kid wants to play D&D? Well, but, you know, he's on a different level. Sure. And they even, like, make fun of him. He's not interested in girls yet, while the others clearly are, right? And it was not... They kind of did that, and then he just became basically the indicator for when the Mind Flayer was around, and, like, his character development... He became... Kind of stopped right there. He became Goosebump Boy. Yeah. Basically. Like, I wish they had done a little bit more of that because they started with, you know, the the premise is there, right? That kids grow up, people move on, people are changing, but they, like, they were right there and then they just kind of paused it. I think, though, it, I, th- I think, though, the, the last uh, couple of scenes really, though, show where that's going to go. That has, it has foreseen, you know, consequences. He doesn't take his D&D set with him. He does, you know, tear down his thing, which... To me, tells me now that he's going to be separated from his friends has pretty big consequences for this character going forward. So I agree with you. Within the context of the season, that seems like a hanging thread, a loose thread. Sure. But I think it's, I think it's, you, it, that's got to be taken in the context of season four and five and whatever else they do. But yeah, uh, my major nitpick with the with the season, if, uh, if we're going there now, is that it almost jumped too much from. Scene to scene and character to character, it felt like sometimes we would spend 30 seconds here, then we're 30 seconds here, and 30 seconds here. And it happened multiple times throughout this season. It felt it felt a little bit ADD sometimes. Like It just jumped around very quickly and very often instead of just sticking with a couple of characters for more than two minutes. Did you? So would you say this is your, this is your least favorite part about the whole thing? That's my least favorite part about it. Right. That's, that's, that's my major nitpick, hmm. if you will. What about you? Major Ravi. nitpicks. If well, you what what you is your least favorite out. part of the season, Ravi Ramkopal? To be honest, just named I can't actually think of anything that's so like in my face right now about the oh, whole the CGI. Case. CGI was actually <laughs> for a Netflix TV show. I thought it was actually pretty. Was good. it oh. better than Spider-Man: Far From Home? Optical illusions. Yes. The yeah, character development. Character development was okay. The relationship stuff. It's whatever. It, it help. It gives a reason. We have to have unfortunate character development, otherwise you don't care about characters. Huh. I oh, can't actually oh, oh, think oh. of anything. Oh, I know. Because you skipped it every time you had the remote. The intro song. No, I really like the intro song. Then why song. do you skip it? I skip it because I just want to get into the story because I'm interested to get on find out the more. The intro song gets you into the story. It's like putting on your underwear before you put your pants on. It doesn't make sense if you just put your pants on. What is wrong with you? I, I mean, it's a valid point. What was my least favorite? I don't know, actually. All right, so then what's the flip, flip side? What was your favorite part of the season? I don't know either. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, I think my favorite part of the whole thing, um, I, I think it's got to be the actor that played Billy. 
Oh, Daiquiri. The Red What's Ranger. His name? I thought he was one of the most interesting things in this show. Daiquiri Montgomery. In season two. It, season two, he was presented as like a you know a douchebag or whatever, right? Like a jerk, you know, the typical bully. In season three, he was presented as kind of the face of the of the mind flare. The mind flare. The mind flare. The mind um, flare. 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 But we also got more of his backstory as a, and a solid reason as to why mm-hmm. he has the issues that he has and acts the way he acts. So I think, yeah, he, I think his character was the most interesting, and. I think how they ended his character is also the most logical way. His death was pretty well done, I will actually it was def- say. Definitely, definitely very, very well done. Um, and it was a full arc for a character who, yeah. who, in season two, started off as just this complete asshole to a guy that is sacrificing himself for these other people yeah. that he doesn't necessarily have a relationship with. Or respect or whatever. Or respect or whatever. But he still... At least where he started. So wait, yeah. what's your nitpick? No, no, that's his favorite that's part. My favorite part. Oh, that's your favorite. Yeah, because we flipped yeah. it because he couldn't think of what his oh, uh, least favorite part was. Oh, interesting. Okay, all right. I see what you did there. So then, cr- oh, oh, the mayor. The mayor. What's your favorite? Carrie part? Ellis. No, I didn't like the mayor. <laughs> what? Uh, I thought that whole plot of selling the land to the Russians just seemed kind of. You've done it a million, million. It's not. This is a, not a very strong nitpick. Mm. It just felt like you could have done something a little bit more interesting, as opposed to, oh, the mayor's the bad guy. He's selling to the Russian. Oh, that uh, damn, the damn seller. mayor, seller. Yeah, Communist. I don't know. They just seem kind of like cool. What, whatever. Yay! I got you. I think my second favorite part is the Terminator. Oh, oh yeah. that was my favorite part. You just stole it. Well, well, this is my second. So. You stole. You stole my favorite. My favorite part was all the goofy parts, which is three parts in particular. The Russian? Mm-hmm. The Russian Terminator, basically. So he's, like, walking around. He's very monotone, and he basically resembles the Terminator. But he's Russian. Uh, Lucas's uh, little sister. Um, she was just... Uh, she's probably the sassiest character I have ever seen in TV or movies. Sure. Ever. And she's hilarious. She's great. She was She was amazing. Uh, and then the, the third part, the, the trifecta of the... Erica. Erica was her name. Erica. Uh, the third part is Steve. Got to be Steve. Steve. If you're going to mention goofiness, you Steve is the quintessential goofball. All three of them, very lovable in their own ways. Sure. Even the Russian. Uh, actually, and then uh, I think the fourth part, you it'll, it'll be the the uh, the dynamic duo of um, Smirnoff and the conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy guy. <laughs> conspiracy guy. Like that little thing was was uh, was uh, oh Alexia was Murray Alexia. Murray Bauman yeah whoever that is and um, yeah so uh, Ale- Doctor Alexi yeah so I, I would say then my favorite part is like all the parts that were meant to be kind of over the top and then or just or just flat out funny like they tried and they succeeded I really liked kind of going off of that at the beginning in the first episode uh, I just thought it was really funny and, and kind of well done. Um, was the the Hopper being the overprotective dad, um, in that that first episode, and it kind of links back to the mm. back to the end where he's, you know, he he clearly loves Eleven. He sees her as a daughter. Uh, yeah, he refers to himself as the father as his, multiple as times. Dad. Yeah, and uh, you know he he's clearly like not okay with this relationship between Eleven and Mike. He has mm. the three inch rule for the door. Like, 
all this type of stuff. He wants to have the heart-to-heart, which clearly goes very wrong, where he basically takes Mike into his cruiser and threatens him. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Like, it, it's it's great stuff. And um, and David Harbour, the actor, does a really great job playing that. Mm-hmm. My my fear was that that was just going to be his role all season, but it quickly it quickly turns from that. But I, I liked that uh, Eleven got the letter at the very end um, of the season from him and, and kind of read it out. So uh, that was that was my favorite part. Be honest, did you cry? I got a little emotional. But is that why cry. you reached for your water bottle? I didn't. I actually didn't have my water bottle next to me. Is that why Christian reached for his water yes. bottle? Okay, I didn't have a water. Did bottle. Did you get teared up by that little that little speech by uh, Harper at the end? No. Wow, you are heartless. I knew it. So we should talk about that. Well, as we as we. Uh, are talking about Hopper? That How is, Christian is heartless? No, we we haven't <laughs> yeah. mentioned. We haven't. Men- I'm surprised we haven't mentioned it yet. Well, we mentioned it in the what happened, but Hopper seemingly dies at the end of the season. Seemingly. He's not dead, yeah. and that stupid <laughs> after credit made it obvious and took away. That's my least favorite part. Boom! I found it. I take it back. Not the fucking mayor. The bullshit um, after credit scene. scene right. Rush is like not the American. Right. Right. No shit the American is going to be... David Harbour. Uh, David Harper. So how did he get to Russia? Who cares? He survived in the... Remember remember we see the Russians come in, and then they're gone when the Americans arrive? Yep. Well, they well, got they, vaporized. No, no, no. no, no. There no, was no. Russians coming in to get after, Joyce. After the vaporization. Oh, that's right. Got Russians with and the then Russians. when the U.S. military comes into they're the base, gone. everyone's gone. So, yeah, they, they, they took Hopper. So how did Hopper not get vaporized? I don't know. Science... Well, someone said that. Uh, someone said something interesting. Oh, is he stuck in the upside? You might have said that. I think I said that. Oh, is he Which stuck in the upside s- down now? Well, maybe they went. Maybe they got him. Or something. Well, the, hey, hey, okay. So let's back up a second. So in the after credit scene, we are in Russia. We're told we're in Russia. Um, there are two guards going by. They say the American. Say not the American. They get some other Russian guy. Take this Russian down. Prisoner. prisoner. Everyone's a prisoner here. Take yeah. this guy down, and it's clearly it's a demogorgon, not the. The doggy kind, a true Demogorgon, standing humanoid type, and he eats him, obviously. So that begs the question of, I think that answers a couple of questions right there, which is, how did Hopper, if he is alive, how did he get there? We know the Russians, this group, which I guess is attached to the USSR because they are government officials. um, They wear the colors. They're experimenting on trying to punch through to the other side. Uh, Alexia says that they came to... Hawkins because they were able to puncture and the hole was weakest there. That doesn't mean they haven't been doing this test elsewhere. Because yeah, sure. we see it in the beginning where they try and crack open. And you so saw, it's very possible right. they crack open, they find Hopper, and they also bring a Demogorgon back for some and, idiotic reason. And you saw in season two there are smaller holes, right? Like so the hole that that eleven comes back through is like through a tree. Yeah. Right? And only a little child can fit through. Right. So there are smaller holes Tears. in Hawkins and probably elsewhere in the world, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well. well. But, yeah. So, I mean, so you back to you, my complaint. Yeah. yeah. The fact that most likely he's still alive. I, I don't know. It kind of kills that the previous scene, that moment of him kind of reading this thing out to his daughter and, and whatever and everyone's moving on growing up etc etc and they're like oh just kidding he's alive still here's our plot point for season four what if it's not hopper we don't need right it might not be hopper what if it is i will bet arjuna's zapdos card that it is Hopper. you can't bet thank you arjuna for the for the i will bet what do i have in this room that i don't care too too much about i don't know i'll figure it out but i'll i'm willing to make a bet that is 
one hundred percent Hopper. It could be it could be Matthew Modine's character from season one. Who? Who? The Doctor. Now he died. No, he's he al- which established. Head- it's established he's alive in season two, and he's out there. Wait, this he- is Elle's father. Yeah, you guys forgot about that plot yeah, point. Yeah, well, this is why season two was kind of yeah. Like- it's established in that episode with the friends. They find out that that he is still out there and running around. She even goes in the upside down and she sees him. Oh, it might be that guy then. He could be the American. Why Despite, would the Russians capture him? Though? Because he's the scientist who got the original hole open. Yeah, but that was all done by accident. Sure, but he still has probably a very good understanding of how it is yeah. to get into the Upside Down. Yeah. Wouldn't they want him as a prisoner and not want to kill him? Yeah. It's Hopper. It might not be. What if Hop- I, I, What if they actually killed Hopper? Yeah. They Hopper didn't. might be dead. They that would be great, I think, if they did. Netflix is like any Hollywood studio. They. I mean, it is they, a Hollywood studio. Exactly. They just can't stick to anything. They're a bunch of wimps. Damn. Making wimpy stories. Wow. Well, you you went from I have no least favorite part to having like eight least favorite parts. You did. That's usually how this works. Oh, boy. We did just literally finish it, so I'm still processing. Literally. We literally, literally just finished it. I see something here called Hot Take. Hot Take. What's that? Oh, I actually do have a hot take if we want to, if, if, if our host says we can get to it. Christian, what's your hot take? I don't have one. Arjuna, I guess you have the hot take. I do have the hot take, and this is, this is, I think it potentially ties in with my my least favorite part, uh, the, and some of my rants from earlier. The kid characters, the the, <laughs> the children of this show, right? Eleven, Mike, Will, uh, all those characters. Lucas. Dustin, Lucas, Max. They all suck. Okay, I'm just gonna get that. They all suck. They're annoying. They're going through that puberty phase where they're not cute anymore. They're not like adorable little children. They're just like angsty, and they're like they can't act. They definitely can't act anymore. Oh, so you're so you're you're actually going after their acting chops I'm go- I'm now too. After, I'm going after the actors and the characters. Oh wow! I, I mean the wow. character the characters are fine. You know that they they portray perfectly what a preteen teen is. But it's annoying. And guess what? I don't need any more of that in my life. I was a teenager at one point, and I don't, it's not, that's not what I'm interested in. It sounds like it gave you PTSD. So, yes. actually, no, no. I'm going to attack your hot take. You haven't even let me finish. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so, I just think, I just, I feel like it took away from the show in terms of, I, I understand you have to go through these plots, but I think they harped on it a little too much. And. It was the part where I kind of rolled my eyes and I just like waited to get to the stuff that I really cared about with what's going on with, you know, the upside down and the mind flare and the Russians. Uh, it works well within this world, but it was just a little too heavy handed. for me. So compare the kids acting to season one. Sure. No, I'm asking you compare it. Yeah. Okay. What's worse? Because I would argue season one of their acting like that's the first time they were all sure. Kind of did like a big production together. Yeah, that acting is hell of a lot more fake and somewhat annoying than season three. I think I, I might disagree with. I, that. I think season three is way yeah. more over the top. For sure, it's way more like I love you. <laughs> yeah. I dump your ass. I mean, no. I, I, it's not, so uh, just to go from Junior's point, I don't think it's so much as the acting. It's just that awkward tween stage. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's the same thing with the Harry Potter movies. Right? Oh, no, Harry Potter. You know, that's why that's why I started off with puberty. That was my one word impression. Yeah. For that very reason, right. puberty is an ugly thing. It's never pretty. You can try and dress it up as much as you want, but when your actors are going through it and your characters, it's gonna you know make for some awkward stuff, right? So 
that part of it was handled well because there were many awkward moments, and the fact that we felt awkward means they did yeah, a they job. did something right. If then they did a good job. Well, I, I wasn't. I didn't feel awkward. I felt annoyed. Well, that too. Annoyed. I'm annoyed. Juna, you should never be a parent. I am a parent. What? I have two children. Oh my! Their God. name is Juan and Solo. Juan Solo. What you? What would, the hell? Would. What you is wrong with would. you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm, no, I asked you first. You say you're a father with a cat. Named Megatron. Yeah, it's true. You post on Father's Day like, Happy Father's Day to myself. Ha 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 It's true. You have an Instagram for your child. I do, actually. It's called uh, Megatron the Kin. Thanks That's for how- letting me do that plug. That sounds like abuse. Yeah. Putting, of course it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, boy. Jesus. I do it for the likes, subscribes, and hearts or something. Hearts, stars, and horseshoes. Clovers and balloons. Don't do it. Does anyone have a favorite episode? Of the entire Ooh. season? Of the, of the season? Ooh, Ooh, that's a great question. I think... Hmm. I think my favorite part... I think my favorite episode is the second to last with uh, uh, Steve and Robin getting drugged up. <laughs> um, <laughs> that part was kind of funny. Because that was hilarious. Uh, and then also, you know, Dustin and Emily? Is that her name? Emma? The mm-hmm. Lucas' sister. Erica. 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 There you go. Um, you know, they're... Dynamic. You know, they're dynamic to escape and then... You know, she just finds this electrocution weapon. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. You know, anyways. Um, and uh, also, you know, the fact that we saw those cages in that episode, which is a subtle nod. Cause they don't acknowledge it, but clearly holds Demogorgons. I think you said that, Ravi. Um, you know, so that was a, that was a shout-out right there. That we should have known that Demogorgons were coming. Because Wait, at what part? When they're when they're underground in the tunnel, there's some cages or something that are like nine feet tall, and it's oh, back, that's that right. Looked like they would hold them. Yeah. So we should have known that that part was coming. Uh, so and then what else happened in that episode? Uh, some other stuff that was pretty entertaining, but those were the highlights for me. So I'm gonna go with that. Nice. I think that the Russian the Russian guy was chasing after Hopper. That was that. The Terminator. The, the Terminator. Terminator. I mean, that's every uh, episode. Smirnoff dies. Smirnoff dies in a seven. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't say I, Lexi. I wouldn't say there was like a favorite episode. I kind of liked the whole season as a whole. I thought it was like a so nice did I, Rabbi. Pick an episode. Nothing stands out though. Like oh wow, that episode is like the best episode. I have a favorite segment, and I think it's something we've alluded to, but something that I thought was interesting and they handled well was the character of Robin. Yes, that uh, was done so, well. So the character of Robin was the co-worker of Steve. And as the season starts, it's like, oh boy, here we go. New love interest for Steve. Yeah. And it's certainly leaning that way. And then as they're coming down from the, the funny drug part where they both throw up after seeing Back to the Future. That's a great reveal. Uh, Robin, uh, you know, Steve admits that he has feelings for Robin. Yeah. And so I would say in 99% of other movies and TV shows, she would reciprocate and they would end up together. Well, so she did this first, right? Sure. She was like, "No, you don't know who I am." My mate, my mate, you too. She's a Russian spy. That's how she decoded this whole sh- <laughs> this whole shebang. She's defecting. Oh my That's where God. my mind went. Instead, instead, what happened was Robin admitted that she liked girls. That she is a lesbian. Yep. Uh, and it was cool. Like it, it, it's something that's that's interesting. That's part of growing up, and you know, finding yourself and who you are. And it's interesting to see that in the '80s too, when. Maybe it was, it's certainly not as socially acceptable to be gay mm. um, publicly, at the very least. Right. And I think you, I think it's even alluded to at the end. Like she's still, she's still closeted. Like it's not like it's public knowledge that she's gay. When they go to apply for a new job, she mentions, you know, she mentions this, this, and this, and 
um, you know, she's talking about hot girls, but she's not saying like, oh yeah, I can hit on the hot girls too. It's just like, yeah, I'm just, she's trying to get her friend a job. Right. Um, but I, I thought it was handled well and, and it was cool to see how Steve, the character reacted to it too. Like Steve in season one would probably be an asshole about it. For sure. Uh, but Steve in season three is very accepting. He's like, Steve, oh, you could do better. Steven, like, Steven, Steven one, season one would be so butthurt over about, about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like, Wait a second. You don't like me? Yeah. Like, and he, like, we'd have an issue with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but Steven yeah. season three is like, oh, you can do better. Like, you know, and, and still sh- clearly shows her like, we're still good. We're friends. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter that you're not interested, like, and he totally accepts her. It's come a long way, uh, that, Steve. Right. And yeah, because didn't he try, like, pulling some shit uh, in season one? Oh, yeah. With On Jonathan? Nancy? No, not with Jonathan. Nancy. With uh, Nancy. Nancy Wheeler. Like, yeah. he drugged her or... or... No, 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 no. no, he didn't drug no, her. He didn't drug her. Oh. oh. But he was, like, he definitely was, like, trying to take advantage of her... Gotcha. Uh, Inexperience. St- Steve was definitely an asshole in season one. Yeah, he was definitely an sure. antagonistical. Now he force. redeemed himself a little bit in the finale. Yes, right because he gets the bat. You know, and he does. Right. He does work. Season two, he really redeemed himself, and then this season, he's just come a long way. He's a good guy. He's a the, good guy. Yeah, I would say the Steve Robin dyna- dynamic was actually like the most genuine relationship in the entire show. Yeah, I felt like it felt the most real. You know, Hopper and Eleven, they weren't together for most of the season, yep. so we didn't get that. The end, obviously, the letter was beautiful. That was a great part. Um, but, like, we didn't get Will and his brother. Even even um, Will's brother and uh, Nancy. Jonathan and Nancy was kind, was kind that of was, weak. That was, it was extremely, extremely. And the last season, I thought it was really strong. Sure. Yep. It, it was strong the first two seasons, really. But this season, there was no real tension. Oh, I don't, you know, that one little blow-up fight, I think, in episode two. Right? It was like middle of the season. And they were back, to, you know, they were fine season three. Or sure. Oh, episode three. So that was that was kind of weak-ish. Uh, as I just mentioned, the kids going through puberty, they did the best with what they got. Um, Hopper and uh, Joyce. Joyce, not more of the same, you know. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that was the most, it was the best relationship I saw in this whole thing. It just felt like for like Joyce and Hopper specifically, they kept repeating the same thing over and over again in the episode. They fight, they yell at each other, then they kind of make up. Then they fight, they yell at each other, then they make up. And then even, like, Maury's character at one point is like, why don't you guys just fuck already, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. And not so many words. Yeah, I mean... No, he literally said that. I think that. he literally said he that. Says he, says ha- he says have sex. He doesn't say the F word, you know. This is, this is a children's show. It's not a children's show. You're right, it's not. <laughs> Thank but God. But Stranger <laughs> Things kind of is... Not a children's not show Not a children's show. But they don't say the F word. Do I think they do? Look it up, man. Look it up. I'm almost. I would put money down actually on it. I would bet this T-shirt. Speaking of bets, speaking of bets, we're into our section of the show. Bold predictions. I'm sorry. Did you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're just on your phone texting. (laughs) I'm looking at everything. (laughs) You were texting. You just switched the windows. I'm sorry. Did I die and you became the host? (laughs) How about you go over there and produce? (laughs) Well, why don't you do your job? Krishna, talk to your younger brother and tell uh, him to I'm pipe sh- down. I'm, I'm, I'm I was just, I, I I'm was just, just I was teed up with a perfect you were te- transition. I see that, and I've derailed it because I'm not ready to go to bull predictions yet. <laughs> oh, okay, oh. I'm sorry. I want to talk about the theories first. The theories about the upside down being a literal wasteland. Yeah, Wait, actually, so, so what, what? Where does this theory come? Oh, from? so for me, it comes from me. So, Everything's from Arjuna. So, oh. so one thing, one thing, uh, while watching the show that they talked about were the mind flare controlled people um, consuming waste, right? Fertilizer, um, different cleaning supplies, all that type of stuff. 
they they needed it as like a nutrition, right? Mm-hmm. The mind flare. So this is my theory. The mind flare is from the upside down, right? And and we've seen what we've seen is the upside down. Which by the way, we didn't really see much of any of the upside down this season. Not a, just a crack in the wall. Uh, just a crack. <laughs> just a crack. Just a butt crack. Uh, <laughs> But when we see the upside down, it is literally like a nuclear fallout of the real world. Yeah, so overgrown like, yeah. with overgrown yeah. things are run dark. down, dark, Gloomy, demonic, dusty, yeah. lots of dust. Right? Do we think potentially that the upside down is the world wasted, like a nuclear fallout? Like an alternate history almost? Yeah. That's interesting. Something I like, like that, that a lot. I don't think it is, but I do love that theory. Uh, I personally just think it's it's just another dimension, you know, where dark, scary things live. Sure. Um, or like an alternate timeline. Like, let's say... That'd be cool. That'd be dope, actually. The, the, the world was... felt. This is all nuclear fallout, essentially. And like, this is where all these... Freaking creatures, and come the from. things that are coming through are like mutated creatures. You know, you know, you know this. I like tie, that. You, this ties into this ties into the whole Chernobyl thing too. Yeah, Chernobyl oh, yeah. and our Attack on Titan theory. <laughs> Fun fact. Go listen to those podcasts. Maybe, maybe we just have one track minds, and everything for us is nuclear waste. Nuclear. So, I mean, it ties in nicely in the sense that so where our timeline wise is, we're in 1985, Cold War. During the Cold War, like yeah. the peak of the Cold War, and we know that in Russia, and the Russians are trying to punch into this uh, uh, upside-down world. We know that in 1986 is the Chernobyl disaster in Russia, or the Ukraine, USSR area, or whatever. It's possible that they're going to tie those events into this. Um, but I guess the question comes down to, like, why is everyone interested in the upside-down? So here's one thing I thought that would happen in the season that didn't. The Mind Flayer's goal is to get through, right? So it wants to eliminate Eleven, so it can come through and stay through. And why? Why? Yeah, why does it want to be here? Because it wants to destroy. That's what it said. But literally, when it talks to Eleven, it says, I want to come through, and I want to kill all your friends and all life. And then like, everyone else, yeah. Right? That's, its motivation is death. Cool. Right? So you should love it. It's true. He's like the Night King. <laughs> he's like the Night King. He's your new Night King. But, oh, but, but, but right. Te- but technically better than the Night King. Yeah, the Night King had no strategy. Right. And guess what? The Mind Flayer Mind Flayer has been through two seasons, and he's still alive. He is? Who, yeah. He's not dead. He's just got his head cut he, off. He just got a pill. The, 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 the thing, the Mind Flayer that was on this side was the little piece from Will. The big Mind Flayer is still on the other side of the Upside Down. Oh. At least that's my understanding of it. And literally, like... All that stuff was like that little piece of the mind flare building. Oh. So there's still a huge mind flare on the other side. Like the uh the main the main big guy thing or the, the Spider-Man. So, sure. Thing. So so one th- so what I thought would happen was the mind flare clearly takes over people, but I thought how the Russian thing would tie in was the mind flare had taken over some Russians and was manipulating the Russian government to continue the experiments to open up too. the portals. I mean, that's still a possibility. Still might, very much a possibility. Well, then that... again, though, like a lot of the... Ru- well, I guess it depends on who in the Russian... Like, yeah. if you're the mind flayer and you're smart, you wouldn't need to take over the entire, like every single individual in Russia. No, you just right. need some key figures. Just right. Gorbachev. Exactly. Hmm? Just the Russian president, Gorbachev. Yeah. Go- Gorbachev. Is Gorbachev. that the president in the 80s? During the time, so, yeah. yeah. He's the one that had the... Um, During Chernobyl. Yeah, thing. Right. Um, now moving on to bold predictions for season four. A bold prediction. Krishna, do you have any? Um, I think the only predictions I'm going to come up with are they're going to basically it to this. 
there's going to be oh a time jump uh a little bit not not a huge one a little one but what i mean is specifically it too is the premise or the basically they come back together to defeat the evil right that they promised that they they said that if this evil ever comes back in 26 years right we're going to come back together and we're going to take care of it mm-hmm. similar idea i think i think uh you know a demogorgon or something along those lines is going to appear threaten some stuff and that's that's going to be the main reason for why they come together it would be too weird if like they come together they're just visiting having a good time and all of a sudden the world goes to shit that's uh, too much of a coincidence i'm sorry Christian, cool have you heard of this thing called plot device yeah that but it, it won't work in season four we're, we're a more mature audience okay we're more mature Okay, so Christian doesn't know how to say the word mature. Anyway, what's your prediction, Gina? I would say my prediction for season four is that the majority of the season does not take place in Hawkins, Indiana. It'll take place wherever Will is. Uh, Very much like Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, the producers going to be like, we need to diversify <laughs> our uh, environment. No, I don't think it's necessarily going to be that far out, but I think that the world is opening up. We had the Russians this season. Uh, I think part of the plot with this American, with it, whether it be Hopper or someone else, uh, will be in Russia. We obviously have to follow where Will and Jonathan and Joyce and Eleven are, wherever they've moved. Um, out of Hawkins, might still be in Indiana, might be outside of Indiana, probably Illinois. Uh, so I think I think the world is opening up, and I, I believe the um, I believe the upside down and everything will be more national or international. Hmm. I don't really have anything for season four. Just make something up um, because <laughs> I don't believe there should be a season four. Is that your bold prediction? That's not really a bold prediction. I'm just well, there is backed. going to be a season four. Yes, uh, I believe Harper's still alive. He's the American. Um, and things are going to get turned upside down because Hopper is going to escape, and that's going to be the thing that kind of kicks everything back into high gear. I like it. Makes the most sense. It's easy. It's logical. Um, we're probably going to end the season and still not know anything about anything, and that's fine. For once in my life, I'm okay not knowing really everything. It's Snoke. Well, I mean, that's, I think it goes back to this, like, Stranger Things is cool. It's entertaining. I had fun for, like, a couple of days watching with you guys. Am I going to be talking about this next week? Probably not. Am I looking at crazy wild theories and understanding the world of street? No. Right. Demogorgons are cool, but it's, it's pretty like, yeah. you get what you it get. Seems, and that's it like, seems pretty clear kind of dry. Yeah. But maybe it's not. I don't know. Right. So. It doesn't seem like there's a deeper mythology here. No, and that's fine. We don't need that. We have a lot more of that with Marvel because they're doing such a great fucking and job. It's Star Wars. I don't know what Star Wars is. Oh, my. <laughs> I think it's that time, kids. Is it that time? Wait, All we right. should do a different order. Sure. Ravi. Uh, oh, okay. Was Stranger Things Season 3 good? Yes. <gasps> wow. That's shocking. Krishna was this thing that we just talked about good. Yes, it was. Arjuna was uh, Stranger Things Season 3 good. It was good. Yes. Well, you were very enthusiastic about that yes it was yes it was yes uh i would watch it again for sure what about you guys yeah i i kind of i don't think i'm gonna watch it again until the show's probably done but i will watch it again agreed uh exactly i tried watching rewatching season one before season two kicked off and it kind of ruined season two for me because then season two wasn't as good so <laughs> I'm gonna, i mean i feel like other shows yeah done. i feel like that was a season two problem not yeah. a no no it was but you know I'm just going to wait until the whole thing's done so I gotcha. don't, well, you know, so screw Real myself. quick, one last question for all of you guys before we sign off here. 
Would you say this season, because clearly none of us like season two, but would you say season three was better than season one? I'm going to say no. 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 Because season one brought you into the world. I'm going to say it was better. I enjoyed enjoyed this season from beginning to end more, and I think it's going to stay with me longer than season one did. It's only because you saw it more recently. Yeah, I think in the in the That's grand scheme in the grand scheme of things, I think when when you do do the rewatch, <laughs> you said do do. There's something very magical about season one that it just hasn't been replicated. And I think it's hard to do. They ca- they captured the kids at the right age, mm-hmm. um, and now that they're getting older, you lose some of that magic, and also the concept and the world building and the characters, the whole thing. Yeah, was, but it wasn't electrifying. <laughs> It's revolutionary, Juna, which is better than electrifying. It wasn't enough electricity for me. Thank you for listening. That's going to do it for us. With our, We are the Was It Good podcast crew. We just finished Stranger Things Season 3. You can find us on the socials. Twitter's going to be at Was It Good. And on Instagram at Was It Good BTM. And on Twitch. Oh. Was It Good. Thank you. I actually forgot that thing existed. Please don't sponsor us. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, don't we want to be sponsored? Cut the damn thing.